0: This is Melbourne calling. Welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. Don't worry, we can cover it with a doily. Toodle pip.
1: Hey, hey, come over here, go over there. Don't be scared now, yeah. Lift up your head, hold out your hand. Pull up your pants now, why did you? Pull down your pants, we only just met. But that's why I like you, people connecting. Grandma's laughing, nostalgia, and ethnic dancing.
0: Mm. And uh, that was Kylie Minogue's new song, I'm Spinning Around. I like that song. Hello, listeners. My name is Edith Vale. I'm one of your hosts for this podcast. I'm joined by my best friend, Maureen McGillicuddy. Yes, that's right. Here I am, the inventor of clacky fans. Mm. Good, to, good to see everyone again. Mm. Hmm. You know, it's not that I'm upset. It's that I'm disappointed. We are really racked off with you lot. We're so mad at you. I'm just myself. myself. I'm just embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I'm absolutely furious at every single one of our listeners. I don't know how you look at yourselves in the mirror. You know, we've had the highest rates of COVID-19 this week. And cosmonaut Daniel Andrews was on the television the other day and he was saying it's your fault. Yes. You know, you, you, you lot, are, you, they're telling you you've got the disease and you're going it and out and you're spreading it everywhere yep. and I could not be more pissed yep. with you. Yeah, I'm not surprised because I was talking to my friend Glenn who lives in Sydney and he said hmm. to me that, oh, it's, you know, everyone hates each other down here and I'm not surprised. Like, if Daniel Andrews is saying it, he's the Premier of Victoria, regardless of what we think about him he wouldn't lie and uh, and he's he's saying that everyone in Victoria is to blame so uh... I, I don't know what to think anymore. And quite honestly, I, I'm not surprised at all. You know, I was out, I went for a, a walk. We we live in Mordiallic, but I like going for walks in Brighton. I, I've done all of Brighton. And uh, I was going for a little walk, and the amount of people just out walking on the streets, mm-hmm. you know, people that weren't even from there, I'm real oh, tickled. Oh, mad, mad as hell, mad as hell. I'm not surprised at all, to be honest with you, Edith. Nothing shocks me any more. The amount of people on the street the other day, I. I, I would have counted. Hundreds, hundreds. I was I was only out for, for maybe three or four hours. I had to go to the supermarket and uh, I was picking up an order from the bakery there and I left the, the bakery and went into the butchers because I like to buy my meat from the butchers and then I went to get my shoes fixed. There's a cobbler in the shopping centre near us and I was getting my heels fixed because the grip on the bottom. We're gone, and I went to JB Hi-Fi. I love flicking through all of the DVDs, and I would tell you that day I reckon I flicked through every DVD in the shop. I picked them up, and I looked at them. You know, I have to look very closely because my eyesight's not good, so I put the DVD case very close to me. I looked at all the different headphones because we're doing this podcast now, and I like to make sure I can hear you properly, Edith. And then I left JB Hi-Fi and on the way home I went to get a coffee and I sat down and had a bit of a chat with the man at the cafe there. And I got home and it struck me. All these people out on the street, what are they doing? You're meant to be at home. Nothing shocks me. And, you know, it's happening everywhere. We're not the only people that have witnessed it. Caroline and I had a few friends over for dinner the other night. We had Beryl Beltbuckle and uh, Dorothy Painting Mm -hmm. and uh, Glenn, Glenn Waverley. You had Sandy as well, didn't you? Sandy, yes, Sandy. Sandra Crack, yeah. Sandra Crack. They all uh, popped around. I like to do a a roast on Wednesday nights. And uh, they were saying the same thing, you know, because they caught the tram down uh, to the bunker. Uh, They they were saying, um, no one, no one's wearing masks, you know, people touching (laughs) buttons. All sorts of things. So, this is on you, people. This is on you, and we're really angry with you for putting our lives at risk. Yeah. yeah what about me? And uh, and do you know what has shocked me the most? You know, I, I understand that everyone needs to find someone to blame in all of this. You know, that's I think that's a human instinct to just try and find someone to blame. What I find so. Confronting, I think is the right word, Edith. Confronting. I've, I've had to spend a large portion of this week on the phone in court, the Supreme Court of Victoria, trying to have my children's education overturned. They all went to university here in Victoria, and, and by all accounts, I pushed them. I, I was not a very nice mother. I certainly wasn't an affectionate or loving mother. I was a mother who wanted my children to succeed as you know, as you did, as I did. We all did. Like every parent wants their children to succeed. And uh, my children were maybe overeducated. I don't know. Uh, my eldest son, Les, he uh, is a general practitioner. My daughter, Jenny, is an epidemiologist. Oh, yeah, right. And my youngest one is a registered nurse in infectious diseases. And I said to them, go to university, learn as much as you can, make it." Difference in the world. And I think it's it's terribly sad now to realise that all of these epidemiologists and doctors and nurses they don't know what they're talking about. No idea whatsoever. Got, I didn't know. My children have no idea what they're doing. Ta- they told me put a mask on, mum. You'll get sick. And now I listen to three AW and all these people were calling in, you know, and this is three top rating radio station. All these people were calling in and saying that they don't need to wear masks, that masks do nothing. Nothing, and that wearing a mask is Daniel Andrews taking all of our rights away. Furious. I'm absolutely furious. You know, I'm, I was this close to not even giving you a podcast this week. And the only reason we've decided to do it is so that you'll be stuck in the house for at least, you know, 45 minutes while you listen to it and not going out there and spreading it. You know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really racked off with you lot. I really am. There's very little you could do to make this better. I I'm I struggle to think of something that you could do to make it up to Maureen and myself. And don't worry about upsetting Caroline. Caroline is constantly disappointed. But for us, we have given so much to you. Anyway, Edith, I, I don't know. I, I, could, I could sit here and rack my brain all day trying to think of it. Surely you've got something that they could do to make up for it? Well, I, I guess they could all go on to Patreon... Dot .com slash granny bingo and, and sign up to support the podcast so that we can continue to get these vital messages out to the people. It's the only way people are going to learn. The only way people are going to change their behaviours. And now a word from one of our sponsors. Hope they treat us better than you lot do. John
2: Frost and Live Nation are pleased to announce their upcoming tour of Chappelle the Musical. Relive the magic of Chappelle Corby's extended stay in Bali with iconic songs such as The Korobokan Can-Can The Boogie Board Boogie And Rosalie's Turn Starring Christy Whelan-Brown as Chappelle Oh my God, this prison cell is so boring Please God, no, not another Nazi-goring Nancy Hayes as Rosalie Give me my camera back all I want is my camera back. And Rob Mills as the boogie board. Reviewers said it was dope. And we'd highly recommend it. But don't listen to them. Here's what our audience had to say. Oh, um, yes, we oh we really liked it, yes, thank you.
3: Um yeah,
2: uh no we loved it, yes, no, the whole family loved it. Oh, no, nah, yeah, uh, no, uh, yeah, uh, no, it's really, uh, yeah, no, no, yes, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, it's good. Bring the whole family along, and while you're here, why not pick up a signature Bintang singlet from Mercedes Surf Shop in the foyer? Chappelle the Musical, opening... Well, actually, never, because the entire theatre industry's dead and the federal government doesn't give a fuck about it, so, you know, fuck it. Why are we even trying? We're all going to have to go get jobs as tradies or some shit. I don't know. I studied at NIDA.
0: Oh, that will be terrific. I I love the sound of that. Yes, I hope they do a matinee. I do like a matinee. I can't stand going to the theatre at night or any other time than Wednesday at 1pm. That's the only time I like going to the theatre. And, and, I don't know if you saw the uh, press release, I don't, I'm guessing Jeanie Pratt sent it out or something or other, that uh, our mate Rhonda Birchmore is playing a Balinese prison guard. Oh, wow. Is there anything she can't do? She will be terrific. She was born to play that role, I think. Absolutely. Uh, l- now listen, you lot. We're still really ticked off with you. We are still very angry with you. Sorry, I, I don't want this moment of levity to make you think that you're off the hook. i are mad, but we are going to soldier on with the podcast and do the best we can. Oh, you know how mad I. Be? You know, I came home sweaty. I went to get my car washed. The other day, I had to pick up a new a gas bottle for the barbecue because I was having my family over for a, a big dinner. And uh, and I got home and I was so mad from seeing so many people out on the street, needlessly out on the street, without masks on, etc. Well, I had one of my episodes, Edith, one of my spiritual... One well, of your spiritual... Spiritual episodes. You were touched by the spirits. That's right, I was touched. I, I had a connection. My conduit powers came to the fore. Uh, and, and i'm and I'm still I'm getting more worked up while we're doing this podcast cause I'm so mad at everybody, and so bloody, bang it off with everybody that uh, that I'm having another episode and it's it's coming on, I need to do a reading. All right, well, we might do our uh, regular segment, Mystic Maureen. Maureen is going to read your star signs out for you. Uh, Of course, she is very professional, so she won't be letting her anger towards you lot influence her readings whatsoever. No, I won't do that. I am professional. I've been fully trained, and it is a calling on my part. I'm just a conduit for the stars. Feel the energy the spirits are with you. Show me your palm. There's a ghost standing right behind you. You have terrible spiritual energy. Welcome to Mystic Moraine. Sagittarius, to cleanse the soul. One must start by cleansing their hands. Capricorn. Staying at home during lockdown or for self-isolation will come easy due to your natural love for space and being alone. Virgo. The shyest of all star signs. Virgos will thrive with mask wearing, giving you a chance to hide your face and protect from the coronavirus. Scorpio. You should definitely just stay at home until you're advised it's safe to leave the house. Aries, Every time you think to yourself, maybe I can get away with sneaking out of the house even though I'm waiting for my test results. Just think of Mystic Maureen running towards you with an operational chainsaw. the Newest of star signs recently discovered by NASA. You're the new kid in town. Don't piss me off. Wash your hands. Cancer, I watch you in the streets and I will watch you in your sheets. If you don't wear a mask, I'll come and cut your toes off one by one. Leo, it will soon be your birthday. The last thing you want to do is spend it locked in your house in bed. Not because of COVID, but because if you keep doing the wrong thing, Mystic Maureen will fly kick you in the spine and paralyze you permanently. Gemini, Wear a mask, you selfish, low-life, pig-headed, moron, mongrel bastard. The stars are watching you. Right, well this next segment nearly didn't happen with this episode. Maureen and I were in the production meeting earlier uh, uh. and I said, you know, what if we mix things up again? You know, we do Agony Grands every episode. Every week. Every what I said, what if we didn't do it? And Maureen put her foot down. Yeah. She threatened to walk. Yeah. She said that if I wouldn't let her do Agony Grands this week, she said that she would walk, she would leave yep, this podcast I'm out. and go to our rival podcast. Mm-hmm. Didn't you love? What was it again? Philosophy with Will Anderson. Yes. And I I I can't I can't afford to lose her to that, so I said, Fine, we'll do it again. Even I listened to Willosophy and I think that's that's exactly the same as Granny Bingo Wireless. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, Edith, I was maybe a little bit rash in how I reacted to that. The reason I got so upset is because this is my favourite time of the podcast. Oh well I'm sorry that I even suggested it, Love. No, no, I no, just no, thought no, you know, no. You're such a flexible woman, I thought I'd give you an opportunity to spread your wings, but if you're happy nesting on this segment, please, by all means, let's do it. The reason, I'll tell you the true honest reason I like this segment of the podcast. Sometimes I get a bit swept up in the fame, you know, sold out nights at the 86, hello, and, you know, online, I'm on TV every now and then, and I get a bit caught up in my own fame and success, and so it's so nice to sit there and get letters from the people who, you know, are a huge fan of mine and hear their average, boring, awful little problems. And if you said, no more agony grands, I'd be right there clinging to Will Anderson in no time. That's not a threat, Edith, but it's a promise. Uh, All right, all right, all right, all right. We'll do it, love, we'll do it. Where's the letters here? Um, Let me uh, do the first one. Yes, all right. <coughs> uh, dear Edith, Maureen and Caroline. Wacko. Caroline, you've got a little mention. Uh, I am American but live in Australia. I ha- oh, a Yankee. Hello, Yankee Doodle. Start again but do it in an American accent. That will be funny. <laughs> I, do, I do very good accents. They I love it when accent. you make fun of their accent. Yeah, yeah I can do it. <coughs> uh, Dear Edith, Marvine and Caroline, I'm American, but live in Australia. (laughs) It's very good, very good. Uh, I have been feeling a little blue lately. I think it's a combination of living alone through lockdown and being so far away from my family... Oh gosh! To be honest, I think it might be full-blown depression. Uh, maybe stop doing the accent, Maureen. Maybe stop. I doing, am probably uh, drinking too much as well. Yeehaw! <laughs> no, I don't think it's appropriate to do but the it accent. tips on how to feel better in this unsightly time? From uh. Tyrone and Cocklebiddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what did he say? I didn't. I was just reading the words. He said he's, he's, he's suffering. He's, he's suffering from severe depression from being uh, isolated blown, not depression. only geographically in Cocklebiddy, which is in, mm-hmm. in the Nullarbor mm-hmm. and in, uh, right. in Western Australia, but also um, because his family are back in, in, uh, America, in America, and also that, that yeah. he's been drinking too much and drinking, he's got, yeah. oh the black dog. It's dreadful. Uh. Oh, that's sad, Tyrone. Dude! My advice, Tyrone, would be uh, drink more. The best memories are made with alcohol, I would say. Yes, they're not remembered, but they're made. And the best stories come from drinking a lot as well. Of course, if you are in Cocklebiddy, it'll probably just be you, perhaps a couple of kangaroos, but uh, drink as much as you can, I would be my suggestion, to Tyrone, and as, and as regular as you can. That's what men of our generation did. The men of our generation didn't complain. And they saw war. They saw real... Oh, blowing people's arms. Off and yeah, one day they'd be with their mate in the trenches, you know, yeah. maybe having a little holding hands or whatever. And all of a sudden, his mate's brains would be, you know, served up like pate, yeah, having to eat your mate because you're stuck in the forest with no food. That's right, yeah. exactly, exactly. And and that was just on holidays, you know, that's that's mm. the kind of stuff blokes nowadays used to get up to, tired. They were rough, they were tough. You're living there in this little town, a very little town, uh, really not much of a town, no. more of a shop. No. Whinging because you know your family are in America. Oh, blah blah blah. Well, get over yeah. it. To be quite honest, Tyrone. Oh, look, I mean, Edith, I, 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 I agree with what you're saying. You know, teaspoon of cement, harden up. Uh, but also, I, I come from this in a slightly different angle. My daughter was heavily medicated because of depression, and uh, you know, she didn't want that. It was just easier for the family. And one of the things a doctor... Well, not doctor, it was a mental health clinician, you know. Not a doctor. No, if they can't cut you open and stitch you back together, they not are a not doctor. a doctor. Not a doctor. Even a vet is closer. Anyway. Imagine being a mental health doctor. <laughs> what would you do all day? Even worse, imagine being in a relationship with a mental health doctor. <laughs> A <laughs> only a real sick sick fuck would do that anyway sorry what were you saying yeah though? that's that's a cry for help i think if anything the, one of the things that the doctor said to me sorry one of the things the mental health clinician said to me and my husband about my daughter, was to help her with her depressive situations, take her back to a happy time. Mm. Uh, so that was to, you know, take her back to a place where we had a fun family holiday or take her back to the primary school, trigger happy memories to uh, release the endorphins in, in, in and all that mm. sort of uh, garbage. And I said, you know, that's not a bad idea. So Tyrone, maybe that's not a bad Think about when you were a child. Why don't you go and play... Uh, baseball, or have a hot dog, or go down to Coney Island, or something like that. And then you'll be able to relive the happy memories... Uh, where you are and you won't be depressed anymore. You know, imagine watching, uh, you know, Bob Hope on TV as a child. Uh, you could just start watching Bob Hope on TV again, or Johnny Carson, or uh, or have Donald Trump as your president, all those sorts of things. You should just do that now and, st- and instead of complaining, find the happiness. And feel happy, yes, and try to find your happy place. I'm going to hazard a guess, Maureen, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this. I highly doubt that Tyrone's happy place is in Cocklebiddy, Western Australia. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say nobody's happy place is in Cocklebiddy, Western Australia. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with that. Aside from the drug dealers that probably keep the crystal meth in a shed in Cocklebiddy because there is no one for miles around it. There's only one shed. I don't think anyone has ever been happy in Cocklebiddy a load of garbage. Who are you? You've been influenced by the media, have you? You you and I used to go to Cocklebiddy for holidays all the time. And we had lots of fun at the shed and at the petrol station. You know, if there's anywhere you're going to go in Cocklebiddy, it's a petrol station. And we went there, we'd go there for two months during the school holidays. I can't believe you're talking like this, Edith. Uh, uh, let's be honest, love. Uh, what I'm really saying, Tyrone, is go back where you came from. Yeah, fuck off, we're full. All right, next letter. Um, uh, Dear Agony Grange, When I sleep with my partner, he places his face very close to me, so I am hit with exhaling carbon mm-hmm. dioxide. I ask him to place his head away from me... But when he falls asleep, he gets in close again. What can I do? And that's from Marguerite in Carnegie. Mm. Marguerite, Marguerite, Marguerite. Um, Start sleeping with other blokes. Maybe swap sides of the bed. If he keeps facing, Mm. you know, if he keeps looking to his, say he's sleeping on your left and he keeps rolling onto his right-hand side and breathing in your face, if you swapped Mm. sides of the bed with him, perhaps then Mm. he would be breathing off the edge of the bed. Does that make sense, Maureen? Yes, it does. And I also noticed that she says, I ask him to place his head away from me. I just want to clarify, which head is she talking about? Well, they'd be facing the same way anyway, so it wouldn't really matter matter. which one she's talking about. Mm. Marguerite, I'll be honest, Maureen and I have some experience in this field. When we were a lot younger, Maureen and I decided we were going to go and make it in the big city. We decided to move to New York. Which is just near Sydney. Very close to Sydney. And, uh, of course, it was the 1960s and it was very busy and it was very hard to get accommodation. And so we decided to get a one-bedroom flat together. And uh, so, unfortunately, we had to share a bed. And I had the same problem. Maureen would be constantly breathing in my face. I'd wake up and there would be Maureen right in my face, breathing heavily right into my face. And I've got awful breath. So we decided to sleep top and tail so that I had my head at one end of the bed and she had hers at the other. Unfortunately, it did not stop her breathing in and out and unfortunately she was still facing me and unfortunately I'm a lot taller than Maureen so she met an awkward place in my body. You know I really discovered what a blowjob is I think that evening. It was like blowing up an old balloon wasn't it love? Well yeah for me it was that's right a very old balloon. A balloon that you've blown up and let out and it's very saggy in bits. I imagine more like playing the bagpipes. Yes, yes, that's right Not comfortable, and now we're back in the bunker We're sleeping back in a double bed A king single We're mm. both in there Caroline, of course, is on the floor She has a little, little bed and a bowl And some biscuits in another bowl Uh, But we're sort of back back where we started, and that's so I I fully empathise with you. Margarita! Also, just be very careful about what you're serving your husband for dinner, perhaps. I try and avoid any uh, fishy kind of dishes, uh, you know, or any heavy curries, or anything that's going to really cause him to be blowing any foul stenches on you. I I would try and uh, make sure you're uh, serving him very bland foods, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, Just some poached chicken, uh, and, and the good thing is, if you feed him boringly enough, he'll leave you. And then you'll have the whole bed to yourself. You'll be desperately sad and alone, but you'll have the bed to yourself. What do you want more, Marguerite? What do you want more? And now it's time for a word from one of our sponsors.
3: Missing those wild nights out with your girl gang, footy fellas, or poof to posse? Well, polish those dancing shoes and get ready to boogie at your very own club in your lounge room with Inflato Club. Yo, 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 it's Inflato Club! (laughs) We bring to life the amazing experiences that only a big night on the D floor can provide. Simply order the right size for your home. From six to 66 square feet, we can even custom design your Inflato Club too. All Inflato Clubs include sock and bopper style revelers that never stop dancing. You'll also get an inflatable DJ in his booth. Watch as the desperate and dateless inflatable nightclub chick tries to climb into the DJ booth, exposing her target brand underwear to the entire club. Plus, you can choose from a range of exciting optional extras. Add a real Melbourne flair to your club with the inflatable AFL player doing coke in a toilet cubicle. From Sydney, your inflator club will automatically deflate at 10 p.m. Or why not add an inflatable private booth and bollards so you and your friends can sneak in while no one's watching until the inflatable uppity promoter gets you kicked out. Um, it's VIPs. It. I don't even know who you
0: are. So, bye!
3: The gay bar upgrade includes two plastic drag queens. They're, they're not they're not inflatable you'll you'll get two actual drag queens who got some dodgy botox done just before lockdown started there's also tons of drugs included in that one Our popular Year 12 formal after-party package includes letters from your parents, an inflatable nerd that you can dack in front of everyone, and one of those wacky arm inflatable men out the front of a car dealership as the weirdo teacher that's probably a pedo. Being stuck at home on a Saturday night doesn't mean you can't take questionable drugs from strangers and get fingered on the dance floor anymore. Inflatorclub.com.au. You're on the list.
0: Oh, and they look like so much fun. This Inflator Club. Now, uh, Edith, you would have no, probably been wondering what on earth I was doing this morning yes. when I came in to get your foot pedal pump. Yes. Well, uh, Inflato Club actually sent us one of their little inflato clubs oh, uh, uh, Just the perks of show business, isn't it? I know. I, I often, I try to say no to freebies, but I never have. I've accepted everything that anyone has ever offered me since we became award winning comedians <laughs> uh, And so I, I, I said to Caroline, you know, give it a shot love, why not? Apparently we're listed on the, on the podcast uh, website whatever wherever this ends up as a gay podcast i don't i didn't set that caroline was the one who did that was course. my fault i, oh. I misinterpreted um, um. Because, you know, Gaylene Catalano in in room uh, 44. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 She listens to it. And I thought it meant, you know, a a gay podcast for people like Gay to listen to. I I completely misunderstood. Oh, oh, right. Well, Well, because of this misunderstanding, they've sent us the gay option. Came in a big box. Uh, it looks like a normal nightclub, but uh, well, this is what's written on the front of the box. It looks like a normal nightclub, but don't go into the toilets, is what they've written on the uh, on the, the pamphlet here. So what I've is s- that sound. I've set it up. Well, Caroline's inside dancing with all the little models. There's probably about thirty or forty inflatable people, and they're just in the one spot jumping. I mean, and Caroline seems to be having no time of her life. aren't Are you, you having fun in there, Caroline? Hey, cares? Are you having fun, love? See ya. Oh, She's gacked. Watch out! She's off her face. Well, there was a little bag that came with it with the puncture repair kit. You know, if you get a hole in it, it is only rubber. And uh, if you can hold punch me, there's also something, they, uh, they called them ecky-pickies. In another bag mm. inside there, there was about 1,200 of them in the bag there. Caroline thought it was a cereal and had it with a bowl of milk. I figured they were just little pears lollies or mints or something like that. But no, it turns out she's absolutely off the rails. All right. Okay, Caroline, that's enough. Okay, so- Steer clear of the inflatable Molly Meldrum, please, Caroline. You, you, that, you have enough fun, Caroline. What is she doing to that? Oh, my goodness, Edith. Oh, that's a good idea. They, they've got a little counter built into there with inflatable uh, magazines with pictures of people from uh, out at nightclubs. Very specific ten-year-old reference. <laughs> oh, wow, that's cool. There's an inflatable Joel Creasy there. No, that's actually Joel Creasy. All right. OK, Caroline, that's enough. Okay, well, thank you very much, Affleck. I appreciate that very much. What's next in the cool podcast, dude? Uh, Edith? Your, your dude. I'm sorry. That was a nondescript. Ah, uh, well, next? Uh, we're going back to a segment we haven't done for a long time. Celebrity cheer-up. Ah, oh, love this one. It has been... Yonks, who was our last one? Peter Hitchener, maybe? And uh, and uh, we, this is a part of the podcast that we love uh, where we get one of our celeb mates because, as I mentioned, we're award-winning comedians, uh, which means we're automatically friends with huge celebrities like the Real Housewives of Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, but this time, And Ian Hewitson. Unfortunately, uh, we did find out that he was alive. Uh, found out the hard way. I had him over for dinner. Ate me out of house and home. So we've been very lucky to have one of our mates who's a fellow super celebrity comedian, hello, and has had shows on the ABC. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, only the ABC, but that's all right too. And uh, and he's one of our best mates. Uh, and we'll give him a buzz now. It's Tom Ballard. We'll give him a ring. Tom Ballard. Yes, he's he's also a fellow Melbourneite, so he's <gasps> in lockdown too. He's from Warnable. I love I love Warnable. Now I've got the Rolodex here. Have uh, right. uh, Let's. Have you got his number? Sorry, yeah. B uh, B for Ballard, Ballard. Uh, Ball. Jason Ball, Tom Ballard. Yes, here we I go, Ballard. It. Um, <clears throat> here, you can draw. 046543. It. Oh, it's saying it's disconnected. No. Well, let me try again. Uh, oh, drinking. I hope he answers. I hope he's not busy working. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Tom. It's your nana, Edith, and uh, I'm here with Maureen as well, love. Hiya, Tom. How you doing, love? You all right? Oh, oh Granny's. Yeah, I'm very well. How are you
1: guys? I thought you guys had both died in the home.
0: No. <laughs> It'll take a lot more than COVID to knock us out, Tom. We've lived through several pandemics and two world wars. I think we'll be fine with COVID. You're right, and
1: you, and you actually served in some of those wars too, I understand. So you've been through a Yes. Lot of-
0: uh, let's not talk about which side we were on. No, right? we've, finished, we've finished serving for Australia. Put it that way. That's <laughs> all that's that's that
1: matters. All, that's all that matters. All that matters. You're all enough in the right place. Now,
0: yes. Tom, we like to call up our celebrity mates mm-hmm. uh, in, in this podcast and in on them a little bit uh, you know how are you doing you're in melbourne of course how are you doing with lockdown 2.0 as they're calling it
1: um it hasn't changed my life too much i just sit at home all day thinking about the world and um mm-hmm. and no one listens to me and uh sometimes i get to have sex with my boyfriend that's quite good Yeah. Oh, right. well let's yuck, let's yes, try enough. not to keep it
0: <laughs> let's try and keep it you know pc Me oh, yeah. yeah. pc yep Oh, that's not true though, Tom. People listen to you. You've got uh, you've got your Twitter and you've got your mm. podcasts and things. they very good. Cool.
1: Do you listen to my podcast uh, very often?
0: I, mean, I only listen to the episode with Sam Newman because I oh. love him. I think he's <laughs> oh, terrific. Right. He's <laughs> so <laughs> sexy. Oh, oh and he, and whatever I'm thinking, he says it. He says it.
1: <laughs> he's not afraid to say it too. That's no, what I
0: like about him. God, no. <laughs> He's standing up for our rights, really, I would say. You should get him on this. I think he'd love to hear from you. And you can talk about golf. Uh, Last time I was at his place, because I go around there, Mm. and we we have, uh, I think it's what you call, uh, fuck buddies. That is what I call it. He can't get enough of me. (laughs) And uh, I did suggest it. I suggested he come on the podcast. So, uh, unfortunately, he's a little bit busy. But you aren't, which is why we've got you on here. (laughs) Yes. Now, obviously, COVID, COVID. We're all stuck at home, and it's very political. I, personally, I blame Daniel Andrews for the entire mm. epidemic even starting. Really? Yes, me too, me too.
1: How, how do you figure that? Because of his uh, links well, to
0: China? Well, there's that, but also he removed all the level crossings, didn't he? Yes. And we were all wondering what he was doing, removing those member- level crossings. Right. Yeah. And it's to get to spread the disease faster so people mm. can get around faster spreading the disease. Plus,
1: I mean, I heard that the coronavirus started at the um, LGBTQI center that he was planning to build. did. Um, it did. That's where they sir. created it. So um yeah, look I mean he's got a lot of blood on his hands, I think you're right.
0: He does. But you're you know, there's one thing I hate more than Daniel Andrews, and that's the greens. Yeah. Oh Yuck. And you are a Green... You're a politically-minded person. You filled in on Q&A and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a Green supporter. Tell me, Tom, mm-hmm. what in your infinite wisdom would the Greens be doing differently than what we're doing now? I'm ready to hear this. Well, uh, obviously, if the Greens, you
1: know, were in power, we'd be living in a socialist utopia and people wouldn't need to go to work in order to survive and therefore further spread the virus. Um, everyone would get free healthcare. Um, everyone no. would get uh, free sex robots as well, and oh. um, and uh, old ladies like you would be grinded up and used as uh, energy that doesn't emit any uh, carbon to help power our, our um, society a bit further. Those, those gotcha. Sh-
0: Gotcha! I knew it. I knew that this is what you've been planning all along. You and Jason Ball and your little greenie mates. I knew it. Um, or oh, yes. Brown, or whatever his name is. Any party, any political party called the Greens that yes. started by someone called Brown obviously mm. doesn't know anything. Right. So how can we trust that? That's all I've got to say. You know, <laughs> that's you all said. I've got to say.
1: Yes. No. No further questions on that point. You, th- you think they should be called the Browns?
0: The brown party. What's yeah. wrong with that?
1: <laughs> I think that's a club I went to, actually.
0: <laughs> you know how there's political groups around the world, the blue shirts and the red shirts? And mm-hmm. You could have the brown trousers.
1: Oh, yes. Yep. I think that'd, that'd be, be cool, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be, that'd be
0: good. I do think what I've learned about myself on in recent occasions on social media, mm-hmm. what I've learned is uh, that I shouldn't say and this would cause problems if the Greens were called the Browns uh, mm. to be shouting at people or even writing on social media that I hate the Browns.
1: Right. I would yes. get
0: in a lot of trouble, I think, if I, if I was to say that. So maybe that's they- true. Yeah, it would be difficult to say that.
1: What specifically part of their policy agenda don't you uh, agree with exactly? What, what, All, what of are issues? All of All it. All of it, yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't know.
0: I, to be honest, I don't, I don't know because I just know that I read in the Herald Sun so that I should hate them, so I do. Okay, fair enough.
1: Well, that makes sense. Um, Well, the local council elections are coming up later in this year. There are lots of Greens candidates uh, running. Um, There's a Victorian socialist candidate running for the Lord Mayor of Melbourne. All
0: right, all right. Let's not, let's not, all right, all right, all right. I think that's enough. We don't need to turn this into one of your little political podcasts. We enjoy having listeners Have you uh, uh, <laughs> on ours, and we don't want to scare them off.
1: Now, have, you, have you touched on Black Lives Matter yet? Have you, have you investigated the complex um, racial and moral questions surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement on the podcast? Yes,
0: okay. yes. Because yeah, we did an what episode about it. Because, well, hey, if you remember, this is where they were taking my rights away from me. <laughs> Oh, that's right. you remember? Oh, that's right. It does that's sound right. like you've
1: covered yeah. it. Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, no, I, I recall this now. Now, Tom, COVID, people yeah. are stuck at home. They're bored out of their brains. What, what could you, su- what would you suggest to them to keep themselves busy?
1: Mm, well, obviously, they could, um, you know, join the Greens and read about socialism. That, that's what I like to do to pass my. The time mm-hmm. away. But um, obviously making your own masks, lots of people have been doing that. Have you been knitting masks at all, grannies? Yep. What, yep. what are on the masks?
0: We, we made them out of, cro- we crocheted them. Oh, Yes, we've been crocheting our masks. We, we breathe a lot better because there's holes through it so you can still breathe properly. I found with the other masks, Tom, I couldn't breathe properly when I had it on. Well, and, uh, and that was very uncomfortable so we've crocheted mm. them. And people have been crocheting longer than, you know, before Jesus was born. Mm. So it's it's got to be good and it keeps your face warm too.
1: That makes sense. Okay, great. I should, I should pick that up. I don't have any knitting skills whatsoever, so we'll take that mm. on board. Mm. Um, so, people can do that. They can create masks. Um, they can you know, find solidarity amongst one another and recognize that we are all oppressed as a sort of working class, mm. basically under the boot of the billionaires and 1% that yeah, rule over right. us with the oh, tyrannical. really? Ah, yes. oh, um, cool. Yeah. Yeah so they could recognise that and then on the other side of this covid pandemic when we have more freedom we could basically
0: okay well we have got you on here to uh, to tell a bit of a joke a celebrity cheer up oh, which okay. i think is uh, is terrific and uh, and so far there's been nothing funny so we're hoping that you might have brought a little joke along tom and that will uh, and and we can we can cheer up our listeners of the doom and gloom of society around them as you have just previously mentioned
1: I see. Okay, well, this is a fun joke and nobody gets hurt in this, so I think we'll all enjoy enjoy a bit of comedy, a bit of humour from Tom Ballard. Uh, what do you call it when a hen looks at a lettuce?
0: What do you call it when a hen looks at a lettuce? I don't know.
1: A chicken sees a salad. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's
0: good. Yeah, that's good.
1: It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, that was good stuff. Well, I'm glad I could cheer you up, now- Lauren.
0: Now, listen, Tom, you'll uh, look after yourself, won't you?
1: I will. I'll do everything I can to um, preserve my health and I'll keep listening to this podcast on a regular basis. And give
0: us a call if you need anything. Oh, really? Okay, I will. Good on you, Tom. All right. Hurray, love. Bye, loves. And, Tom, quickly before you go, what is the name of your podcast?
1: My podcast is called "Like I'm a Six-Year-Old" with Tom Ballard. People can find it on iTunes or Spotify, and it's really good it is, and interesting. It is informative very informative like and
0: very, very funny too. And uh, and uh, and uh, <sighs> uh, you're constant and the, you're singing. Your singing on that podcast is amazing. I love it. It's so okay.
1: funny. Okay, there's not a lot of singing and it's not very funny, so I don't think you have listened to it. But thank you anyway. I appreciate it. See you.
0: Love. Goodbye. Thanks, Tom. Lovely to chat to you. Thank you, Grannies. Love you. <laughs> Right, well, we are at the end of the episode, the episode that I don't think you really deserve to get, but you got it anyway. You've gotten your way, as usual. Very, very naughty. I hope next week I'm not as disappointed as I am this week. I hope. That's all I can ask for. I hope so, too. I don't want to keep using that word, disappointed, but I'm 90. I've lived a very long life, and I've given a lot to this country and Germany, too over my life, and I didn't want to, I'd never expected that in 2020, when I'm 90, to be so disappointed. You know, I'm a St Kilda supporter, and yet I'm still finding myself more disappointed than I've ever been before. And that's saying something. That's a low benchmark to start with. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully everyone pleases us between now and next week. Of course, uh, another way you could please us is by buying a ticket to Granny Bingo Online. Wow! Uh, If you've enjoyed this podcast, of course, we do a live online event every now and then. We're doing it via Zoom during lockdown. And the next one is happening on Monday, August the 3rd. And you can win some prizes and that sort of thing. It's good Family fun. Actually, no, not family fun. Do not let your children watch. Oh, I hate when people bring children. And do you know what's so strange? When I was setting up the the Inflato Club, I opened a door that I've never opened before down here in the bunker. And do you know where that door goes? That one over in the corner, you know, the the blue door. Do you know where that goes? No. It goes straight into a Zoom studio with professional HD cameras. Wow. And all sorts of whiz-bang technology, so I thought maybe we should do the Granny Bingo online from there to increase the quality and make sure that Caroline has a bit of room to run around in. So maybe we should do it in there. What do you reckon? That sounds like a great idea, love. No more shitty camera angles in my living room. You can grab a ticket to that by jumping on our social media. You'll see it. We post about it incessantly. Now don't forget to tune in to next week's episode, where I will be performing the entire unabridged catalogue of Shakespeare. I'll give you my opinion on how we can fix the Australian economy. And I will be doing all of Brighton. But until then, kiddies, remember, your Nana Edith says, wear a mask, because it's better to look like a dick than be one. Hooroo! See you later, mates. All the best. Now, this is a bit of the podcast. It oh, goes. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Men of our generation didn't do is win. We no didn't. Con- g- they- away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a woman, of course. <laughs> yes, of course you are. Th- I'm a lady, I do lady things.